Hello everyone, welcome to the Karak with Mehreen show where we talk about all things life, culture, identity in order to answer a simple yet one of the most searched questions, what is the meaning of life? Today we have a very special guest here with us today. She's a 16-year-old Pakistani in the UAE who has won the hearts of many young kids all over the UAE using her humor and lightheartedness. She uses her platform to spread laughter, smiles, and to relate to other people here in the UAE. She is a TikToker, she's a YouTuber, and she also happens to be my sister, Fozi Munir. Welcome to Karak with Mehreen. Thank you. I was totally not forced to be here. Yes, you were forced and you have to be here as my sister. Anyway, so this is going to be a very raw conversation about things that you may or may not think about commonly. It's just a way to get your perspective on life and identity and culture and just for us to self-reflect on these topics. So the first thing I'd like to ask you, Fozi Munir, is who are you? How would you describe your identity? Because identity is such a complicated concept. You associate identity with just nationality. But there's so much more to that. So how would you describe yourself? I think when it comes to identity, it's it's quite confusing. Identity is something so broad. I think I would relate my identity to my to me being Pakistani to me living here and being born in the UAE, being raised in the UAE, still currently living in the UAE. And just with what I do, like I do TikTok, that's a, that, that, doing TikTok is a part of my identity now. It, I, it began as just like a hobby, but it's literally a part of my identity now. So let me introduce myself. My name is Noreen Munir. Uh, my nickname is Fozi. I do TikTok, I do YouTube. I'm a pretty outgoing person in social media, but I have multiple personalities. <laughs> And yeah, that, that's pretty much my identity. It's pretty simple. That's how I would describe it. Yeah, and I think it's really important to embrace those multiple personalities and those multiple identities because as a human being, it's very hard to fixate yourself into like a single box of a person because you are... You have a brain that thinks about all these multitude of interests that you may have. So it's important to do that. Actually, I was reading this study about how um, people think of identity as just nationality, right? But then there was a study done on these groups of children where they asked them to think of their identities more broadly and think of it as a daughter, as a son, as a painter, as a basketball player as all these different roles that you may not think of and in the end it resulted in those kids being more creative and having more flexible thinking so actually embracing those multiple identities has a lot of benefits in in you um so it's really important to, to acknowledge that um and in terms of the fact that you you are pakistani you were raised in the uae how do you think you felt as an expat in terms of your identity as in you were exposed to different cultures and all these different cultures shapes your identity so how do you think these cultures shaped your identity well i think uae like i was i'm from pakistan my parents are from pakistan 100% pakistani blood <laughs> but i was born in the uae raised here still currently live here and i think it's the both cultures in in 
Arab culture, Emirati culture in the UAE, and Pakistani culture, Desi culture are quite similar. Like the people are very hospitable, the people are very welcoming. Um, so in that sense, yeah, it's pretty similar. And some, but sometimes I do think I'm having an identity crisis, even though like both both places are pretty similar. Yeah. I feel like if I go back to Pakistan right now and if I live there permanently, I I don't think. Yeah, I yeah. don't think I would fit in. Yeah. But if I come here and call myself an Arab, I don't think that that's true. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. So I think I don't fit in 100% in one place. I think I'm definitely from Pakistan. I'm definitely from here. And I think there's still like that, at least, you know, a percentage of myself, I would say it is... <laughs> Continue, you're saying I, I would definitely say that a percentage of myself is from here. I already said that. Yeah. Um, so I would say that sometimes I have an identi identity crisis. Like if I live there in Pakistan and right now in this age, especially me growing up 16 years in the UAE, exactly. it's very different. Like yeah. UAE is a lot more diverse than Pakistan. Pakistan yeah. is mainly just Pakistani Pakistanis. people, yeah. you know, and like the beliefs, the cultures are very different. So I think when I go there, I love visiting my family. I love staying there with my family and meeting them. I'm very close to them. But staying there is completely different. It's, you know, you get to actually know the place. And I don't think I would fit in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the story of every expat. That's so true. Like I feel the exact same way where if I go to Pakistan, yes, I'm a Pakistani, but am I like the other Pakistanis? I don't really feel like I am. And if I go to Pakistan, everyone will call me like a burger. That's a thing in Pakistan. <laughs> yeah. And then when I'm here, I'm not an Arab the same way as you said. But there are so many things about both cultures that are so similar that you have kind of taken into your identity as well. Like, for example, being friendly and hospitable in UAE as well. Like when I went to university, all the Emiratis would bring me kawa every day and they really would welcome us uh, in such a friendly manner, which is the same in Pakistan. When you go to anyone's houses, they like take it upon themselves and they leave everything behind just to be there for you. So I think those are values that maybe we were we got Im embedded in us as well, subconsciously. You may not realize it, but it's in you. Um, and I think it's also like from our parents, like when we look at our sure. parents and like when we see guests, guests, when we when we are expecting guests in our house, even here in Pakistan, wherever what we see our parents like, you know, tank, taking it up upon themselves and like, you know, making it making the, the guests feel as homey yes, as they should. Yeah. And I think that's that's really wonderful. That's yeah, really that's nice. where the Pakistani like culture comes yeah. in and that played a role in us which may you may have not realized it, but it's in us. Like, even when my friends from university came to UAE, like, I took it upon them myself to, like, show them around, to do, even though I don't have to, but I really wanted to because they were here. So that's that's definitely something that's influenced your identity and my identity. Um, other than identity, I wanted to know more about your passion. So what do you think your passion is? And... After that, I'd like to ask, how did you find it? Because that's something, as a 16-year-old, it's very hard to answer and hard to navigate through. So I think a lot of people my age don't know what they want to do, especially that, them being in high school. I'm in high school. 
I'm only 16 years old. <laughs> and I just think about how, like, growing up, people always asked me what I wanted to do. Like, I was literally in grade 8 or grade 7 when people started asking me about that. And I think it's, like, looking back right now, I think that is so weird. Because imagine asking, like, a 12-year-old, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? That, that sounds so weird. Like, I don't know what I want to do. You need to explore. Yeah. And when you're at that age, you haven't explored anything yet. You're, yeah. you're literally just 12 years old. You haven't seen anything yet. And I feel like that's such a weird question to ask to a 12-year-old. I'm so salty about it. But um, yeah, I think people asked me when I was starting grade eight and that kind of built up a pressure on me. And I at first, my passion was medicine. I told everyone I wanted to be a doctor. And I think that was because everyone kept pressuring me into like, you know, finding out what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't I didn't know at that age. So I was trying to convince myself and other people around me what I wanted to do, which was medicine. And because I was interested in biology, I was interested in stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, I want to do medicine. I was trying to convince myself. I was like, yeah, I can do medicine. I can definitely do medicine. <laughs> but um, then last year, I think the past two years, I've learned a lot about myself. And I've started learning a lot um, in general about like the people around me, where I'm from and stuff like that. And I think two, two to three years ago, I think 2020 December... That's when I first started doing TikTok. My sister, Tehrim, not you, was <laughs> was uh, already doing TikTok at the time. She started doing TikTok when during COVID quarantine time, 2020, I think August, something like that summer. And she always told me because I would always the way I, I, I the way I express myself seems funny to her. <laughs> and she thinks I could, you know, a lot of other people would want to see that. She thinks it's entertain. Uh, she thought it was entertaining, and so she started telling. She started, you know, telling me like you should start doing TikTok. You should start doing stuff like that. And growing up, I did seem like a person who was interested in social Video, media because yeah. I would always like post an Instagram, and that was all I was, you know, focused in. And when I was like ten, I was focused in Musically. I loved Musically. It I was still a private remember account. That phase. I, it was such a terrible phase. <laughs> I so loved funny. Musically so much. I would like make at least 10, 12 musicals every day. And it was just so weird. It was a private account. It was, but I was it, like, it's cringy, but it shows. Your, it shows my that, passion. Your passion. Yeah. So cringy. If I, <laughs> I want to lock that, those videos forever. I, I want to delete those videos, but they, they're memories. But, but they're embedded in my memory, unfortunately. <laughs> I have nightmares. So you can see that growing up, I was always interested in social media, but uh, when my sister started telling me to post TikToks, I, act I actually started, you know, uh, I, I actually started considering it because I was like, you know what, she's telling me to do it. I might as well do it. I posted a few TikToks. I posted stuff like that and people actually started liking it. I posted it on my Instagram, blah, blah, blah. People really liked it. And I then I made my account public and it, you know, the it was really overwhelming because it was just out of nowhere, like a bunch of likes, a bunch of comments, a bunch of, you know, shares and people reposting it. And I was like, oh, this is weird. People relate. Um, You're like, oh, I'm funny. I'm funny. <laughs> uh, because a lot of people around me, specific people would tell me I'm not funny. But <laughs> I know I'm funny. Okay. So that's what led me into TikTok. 
And then I was like, okay, this is something I want to do. I didn't tell anyone because I was, I was still figuring out. And I did, I found it weird to like tell people right away, oh, I want to do like Take social media. For the rest of my life. For the rest yeah, of my exactly. life. It is such, such a difficult decision to make. And then I did, I started considering like the little things that I could do in this, uh, in social media, media, stuff like that. And then the past two years, Uh, my brother first got married and then my sister got married. This is very random, but you'll see what I'm trying to say here. My <laughs> brother first got married and we were trying to look for photographers. And that's when the first time I got into the photography, the wedding photography side of uh, Pakistan. So I found it really interesting because it's such a big industry and it's such a like uh, people take photographers and like the yeah it's huge it's yeah it's huge a big thing Pakistan. yeah it's a huge thing like yeah what type of photographer you know how you're saying oh like like the type of photographer that you pick is kind of like a designer you know like yeah it's yeah true yeah. it's like the event organizer that you yeah, pick or like big event uh, organizers they're big photographers they're small photographers like you think of oh what catering should i get it's also like what photographer do i yeah, get yeah exactly So we had like four photographers and among them, yeah, it was pretty cool. I would, you know, during the wedding, I would look at it and I would, um, yeah. And then in the second wedding, my sister's wedding, not this one, the other one, this one, not this one. <laughs> uh, okay, my yeah, other not me, not, not her. She's no. not married yet. She's like 20. Yeah, me too young, guys. You're 20? Uh, <laughs> the TikTok reference. Okay, I She don't know these know. things. She doesn't know Continue. any slings. Um, <laughs> So when my other sister got married, we were looking for photographers again, and we ended up taking the one of the same photographers we had with my brother in my brother's wedding, Sara Idris. Sara Idris, who is like an amazing person. She is an amazing photographer, and we got really close with her, especially after my sister's wedding. And so that's when I started getting into photography. I would look at the pictures, I would look at the videos, and I would see how like the wedding is portrayed in the pictures and the videos. It's so beautiful. And it's so interesting, you know, I, I love photography. I don't have much experience in it at all. Yet. Yet. <laughs> But um, I think it's really cool. And that's how I started doing, liking photography. Last year, when I was in Pakistan, I was looking for courses to do, to, you know, find, um, to kind of explore new things. So, and in Pakistan, like, there are a lot of different courses that you can do, which are very interesting in Lums University and a lot more. But um, then my mom was my mom came up with the idea of doing photography. She was like, why don't you try photography? And I was like, that's cool. And I was I actually started considering it seriously. I was like, why don't instead not just not for just not for just, just a course, hobby but or also for, for something life. I want to do yeah. for in life. Yeah. And then it was just it's 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 just so weird you know like it was like a series of events that kind of accumulated to exactly. lead you it's not like one moment that you're like oh this is my passion it's like series of things and like th that's the thing people don't realize because i feel like people are like oh like i am born to do this like this is uh, that's like if you have a passion you just know it when you're from your birth but that's not how it works like it takes gradual it takes a lot of time a lot of effort of exploring things like you thought you had you wanted to do medicine and you shifted from there to social media that it's is a, a huge shift. very huge shift. yeah it's like a huge jump like like from biology to cameras <laughs> <laughs> from from blood from human blood to cameras <laughs> yeah exactly so when you think of passion you think of it as something you just it's with 
the click of a button you just know instantly but it's not like that it really takes time like for me um you know i tried my best in school i i i, I used to work hard hard in school i did all these courses that was very clear and and yeah and all of these <laughs> things so everyone would just assume that i have it figured out like that i just know but it's really not like that like i knew i, I like entrepreneurship i like business but what do i do in university like i have no idea i don't want to do like business in uni yet um i want to do it in life but i didn't want to do it at, at university so i was like what do i what do i want to do and then eventually economics happened and i'm like oh this is something i really really like and i find it really interesting i took it as a major but eventually i kind of realized it's something i like but i don't know if i want to get in deep into it for like, as a career and if i want to do it as my major and then eventually i got into data analytics and entrepreneurship and things like that so it's really just exploring things that allows you to figure that out and people don't realize is that in high school and in college and in your early 20s and your teenage years that's the time for you to go and explore like do all these different things cuz there are some people who know exactly what they're going to do they're like this is what i'm born to do but most the majority of the population is not like that So really just trying out things as you did works out. And it's completely okay to not know what you want to do even when you're like 18 like you're still so young and I blame the education system because you're so you're forced to take these subjects and obviously you're exploring new subjects but you're limited to such few subjects like I'm taking three subjects and uh, I didn't I hated English literature but I took the subject for A levels and now I'm starting to kind of get and interested in it. Do you like it? it? I, I, I remember you yeah you don't love it <laughs> but like you're getting into it right yeah like it's it's sometimes really stupid like symbolism like what, in real life what symbolism like, <laughs> what do you, the whole point of this conversation like, is symbolism and philosophy but yeah, yeah i understand what yeah. you're saying um so yeah that the and the only reason you kind of figure out that maybe this something it's interesting is because you took it and the same for me i took like one basic course of programming in my first year of college as because i had to and then i realized oh i actually like this even though i never touched any kind of programming language i'm like english is fine for me and urdu <laughs> but then i i ended up liking it um so in terms of like passion and all of all of these things what it comes down to is what you what you aim to seek in life right and one thing that people all around the world like to seek is happiness that's commonly what people want to be they want to be happy so do you think happiness is what we should be seeking for the rest of our lives is that what we as human beings are meant to seek well i do think there are different types of happiness like i know you think that uh there's satisfaction in their happiness mm-hmm. and i basically think that happiness is short term and satisfaction is long term ha- satisfaction is what people should be looking for mm-hmm. and should be what uh, what was the question <laughs> yeah seeking what you should be seeking should you be seeking happiness i think happiness is something that is so difficult to define and measure and because like i said earlier <laughs> did i didn't say like i said earlier yes, say, yeah um What did I say? Happiness is very difficult. Oh. Happiness is very difficult to measure. <laughs> yes. Um because when you're happy, you don't actually 
when you're in the state of happiness you don't actually stop to realize oh i'm happy right now you actually like try to enjoy that moment and you don't realize that you're happy so i don't think you it's not something you can define truly define or specifically define happiness mm-hmm. is something so broad like what is happiness karak makes me happy this podcast makes me happy so you know it's it's something that is happiness is very simple short term short term mm-hmm. so and satisfaction is something i think is what people should be seeking for mm-hmm. satisfaction is something that gives you a sense of fulfillment you know and peace peace yeah. and you know yeah a state of peace satisfaction okay i think your job can when your your place in your job can give you satisfaction your place in relationships with your family with your friends that can give you satisfaction so i think satisfaction makes more sense to be looking for instead of happiness happiness is something that's so simple and like something that's so short term like we're seeking a lot of people say that we're we're seeking for happiness and happiness is all that we need but I think satisfaction is more what we should be looking at. Yeah, because you cannot feel happy like happy all the time. Happy happiness is more of like like if you think of happiness, it's kind of like instant gratification. It's just something that can uh give you positive feelings at a specific period of time. And also when you if you're always seeking happiness, the moment you feel a little bit of grief, a little bit of sadness, you're not able to process it you're like oh this is not how i should be feeling i i can, i should only be feeling happy but that's the complete opposite of what you should be doing when you feel sad you feel some kind of grief you should be processing it understanding it and then seeing what you should do next but then there's a lot of research that's actually done on happiness and how happiness seeking happiness can actually make someone lonely because uh they keep trying to think that oh um i'm not happy right now like this like it becomes a a toxic cycle where because you're not feeling happy which is what you think you should be feeling you start think looking at all the negative things in life and you just make yourself sad even though you weren't actually sad it just it just brings into this uh, results in this like toxic negative a cycle of emotion it's because you're so revolve your world is revolved around only being that happy. that's that those few seconds of those few positive of emotions like that's not then what, you're all the time you're just thinking about how i'm not happy like yeah, yeah. like i i but you can't feel happy all yeah, the time exactly. and and even the things that make you feel happy can be things that are not good for you in the long term i remember watching a video of uh jay shetty who said this and he said that you can be happy uh to do something negative to take drugs for example to um to to smoke or to to eat something unhealthy and these things are not good for you in the long term these things can bring it's just instant happiness yes it's just instant you're doing drugs only for the moment to feel happy yeah exactly next and thing you know you you're going through withdrawal <laughs> you're going through what withdrawal oh okay yeah <laughs> and so because these things can bring you such a short amount because you feel like oh this thing makes me happy so that's what i should be doing but then that's what brings you long term dissatisfaction or long term um it affects you it affects your health in the long term so then is happiness really what you should be seeking 
because if in the long term you're gonna be unhealthy you're gonna be sad you're gonna be depressed it's gonna affect your life so negatively is happiness really what you should be seeking so i think that the whole concept of seeking happiness um is a very short-term thing just the way you said it i don't think it's fulfilling in the long term and i don't think it has a wider view of your life and i think what you should be really aiming for is more of peace and like good health good relationships all of that will make you happy it will make you fulfilled um so that's what you should be seeking as so one thing is that you've used humor a lot in your videos um do you think that humor is a coping mechanism you also use it in real life so what do you think of humor as do you think it's a defense tool it is definitely a coping mechanism just like chandler bing my favorite show my favorite character in friends uh-huh. if you don't watch friends i don't like you but um just like chandler bing in from friends i use i use humor as a coping mechanism not all the time I, obviously humor is something that just you know i'm so used to it just you're you know, like oh i'm naturally funny i'm naturally funny but it's just yeah it just I, comes to you it just comes to me like whenever even in situations i shouldn't be making jokes it it's it's to the i'm so used to making jokes to the point where i can't stay not serious not make a joke <laughs> i can't not make a joke you know i make jokes in uncomfortable situations yeah hi i'm fozi i make jokes when i'm uncomfortable <laughs> you're basically chandler the girl version of yeah. chandler the But, pakistani 16 year old girl version of chandler yes. um i just think uh it it can be healthy it can be unhealthy at at a point i don't think it's unhealthy for me but <laughs> but if you think it can be unhealthy why do you think it's not unhealthy for you because i don't i though i use it a lot i know when to when to stop okay so you sometimes i stop so you, but you okay. know so you know when not to use it i know when not when to do you think it. it can get unhealthy i think it can get unhealthy because you're literally using humor to be in a completely different world yeah, like you're to escaping. change your perspective of the world like people use music shows like i know you use shows um yeah people use music shows to get away from reality and i think that's my way though it's a weird way it's a very ironic way you're making you're making jokes to get away from an uncomfortable situation to get away from negative thoughts i still think um yeah i just think it's it can be unhealthy at some point when you are completely ignoring your negative thoughts you, because sometimes your you situation. need to focus this uh, like you need to focus your thoughts um i mean you need to face your negative thoughts head on you yeah. need to deal with them yeah. and when you're escaping them you're literally getting away from them and you're trying to ignore them when in one way in when at some point you're going to have to face with your problems so to face your problems so yeah what about what about you what's your coping mechanism so yeah i i definitely agree that everyone has like their own tools and ways to um escape reality as you said and yours is humor which is just a subconscious way for us to to escape reality it's just it's just a natural instinct i guess um and for me i guess it's binge watching shows i don't really watch shows a lot i watch friends i love friends but i don't generally watch shows a lot but then when i'm like not in a like i'm not feeling good i'm in an uncomfortable situation i always end up binging like an entire show 
um that's also why i watched uh, bridgerton that queen, i was just gonna say queen that. charlotte because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway so i realized that that's just a way for me to escape reality because i'm literally so invested in the show that i don't think of anything and i get so invested that i want to watch everything and not think of anything else at all and that can get unhealthy and um of course it's something natural it just happens to you but then um i think it's you need to kind of acknowledge that this is your defense mechanism be, and then kind of think of how you could process your emotions in a more i don't know why i did that but your emotions in a more healthy way because the only way we can really deal with things is to actually deal with it is to actually think about whatever it is that you're thinking about this karak um, is ice cold well yes cuz miss mehri can i lot. please get more karak anyway so that's why everyone has their own defense mechanisms their own tools to escape reality but it can get healthy it cannot so it's just something that you have to kind of acknowledge you know what i mean um bro bro i saw this meme that said you watch what you don't have and i watch friends oh <laughs> i forgot about this <laughs> i thought you knew what i was saying okay yeah i forgot i completely <laughs> forgot Um that sounds very sad. Um I don't think you should do that. <laughs> you watch friends, you don't have friends either. <laughs> but I don't think I watch what I don't have, but anyway. Um what 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 character do you No, but actually like? if you're escaping from reality then you're kind of watching what you don't have at that moment. Exactly. That makes sense. Um what were you saying? But I always watch friends. Does that mean I never have friends? Yes. <laughs> I wonder why. Cuz my sister's Mehdi. Sure. What character do you think you are from friends? Uh I don't think I'm any of them, but I think you are the monkey Marcel. Oh, the monkey's cool, bro. That's 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 a compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. You Let's get back friend. to the serious <laughs> conversation. This is why it's hard to talk to Posey. Um so because you use TikTok and you obviously get a lot of hate comments, positive comments, all of that, Um what do you think is the importance of validation not just in in what you do but in life in general how important do you think validation is and from who I think it's very clear for me because when it comes to strangers when it comes to what I do I think the main the the main people I seek validation from or the only people I seek validation from are my family because they come first and then maybe my friends sometimes if they're right <laughs> and then um obviously with what i do with tiktok i do social media with being a public figure on social media publicly uh with so much exposure i think to some extent you just have to ignore some certain people like for me When I get hate comments, I literally make jokes about those hate comments. Like I literally do not care at all because they're haters and they're hater and haters are just there to hate. Hate. That's literally what they're It, it's like. It's literally creepy it's weird people. Creepy weird people behind their account behind their laptops, Beha- behind yeah, their creepy, screens. Yeah. Haters are just creepy weird creeps, uncles behind their laptops. They're not just uncles, okay? This <laughs> yeah, is okay. this is offensive to uncles. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Sorry uncles. Okay, continue. Uh uncle G. <laughs> uh behind their laptops. They're just um that's literally them hating is literally a reflection of who they are, you know? And 
what they lack you know exactly and so a lot of it just comes out of jealousy yeah and then when i'm hating on those haters it it just comes from pity like i've i pity you because you you have so much hatred yeah so i literally don't care when it comes to haters and generally when it comes to strangers obviously with what i do the reason i am where i am right now on social media is because of, of the people. strangers, because of validation from people. When I first started, I didn't even know I would get likes or whatever. But the, let's be honest. The, the what real? Let's be honest. The real reason I'm actually doing this is in the beginning, I had so many likes and so many comments, and I got so much and people of that related attention. to you, and yeah, people liked people it. People related to me, and, and the only reason it. you continued was because you received that validation. Because I received, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. So with what I do, that it's definitely important. Like validation is definitely yeah. important, but again, to some extent. Yeah, it depends on who who you're who who you focus that validation on. Everyone will give their feedback, their comments, but everyone's feedback is not important. Exactly. And um, it's important to just identify where you should be accepting those comments and where you should be ignoring them. So, for example. When you get validation from those the audience that actually watch you, that actually relate to you. So if you get some validation from them um, that your video is great, that's great because you are making it for yourself and for them. So, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, your point about m- seeing who you get it from is re- really where it depends. Of yeah, course, and valid- I would, Yeah, exactly. And I would tell everyone, like, haters are just going to hate. Like, no one cares about their opinions. They're just they're yeah, just haters they're just haters like literally no one cares <laughs> <laughs> they're just commenting and like it makes no not even yeah, no exactly. sense like they'd be hitting online behind their phones behind their electronics yeah. but in real life they wouldn't be able to f- face you yeah exactly yeah. like a lot of these people who hate on you are just people who have are usually people who have no life or they're jealous yeah or or they just like they're sit. they just have this they probably have hatred like hatred in them that they want to yeah they're probably at home behind of. their computer in their hoodies with a bunch of cats doing nothing exactly <laughs> so that is the definition of a hater ladies <laughs> and gentlemen so one question i already asked like how, how has culture shaped your identity should i ask that again okay how do you think culture has shaped your identity so i think brown representation is also really important when it comes to like loving your culture for me brown representation wasn't really that significant because growing up i didn't really see that many brown people on social media like my age or like you know expressing themselves the way i am i did have lily singh so that was pretty important like she would make videos about her parents and i would relate you know that brown representation about like your culture and stuff like that but there would be some like negative things that Lily Singh would post about. (laughs) Okay, ignore that. But um, only recently I realized that it is so important because recently I I got this DM or it was a comment, I'm not exactly sure, but it's just stuck in my head. And it was this girl asking me like, how are you, you know, so proud of your culture? And like, you know, because of you, I'm so proud of my culture. And like, that made me feel so happy. Like, that is so... So that is something you know what i strive to do like you know and when you don't realize how important that is i don't real i didn't never realized how important co- representation was until then like yeah. i'm so open about like the wedding the desi weddings and the desi clothes that i wear the desi the desi food just like pakistani culture and so when i see people 
you know, in general, talking about Be, being proud of that because of because they because watch of your content. what I do and yeah. because of them watching my co- my uh, and because of them watching my content. It's just so nice. And I think it's so important to have people on social media who you can relate to because then you know you're not the only person and it's not something to be embarrassed of because some people are embarrassed about their culture especially um south asians and uh people like that so yeah, yeah. and it's crazy to think that like for example when when we think of colorism in our society and when we think of oh the brown color um it's it's what makes us unique it's what it's what makes us beautiful this is our culture our skin color even something as simple as our skin color um but then it's also our people who kind of want to run away from the brown of the brown skin and i think that going is so to light, sad. light light skin tones so like just seeing that kind of representation uh, of a brown girl young girl who is talking Brown about all these different uh, things and uh, representing her culture people don't realize how how important that is and how much of an effect it can have on you like even when i saw for example little mermaid uh, there was was it little mermaid where there, there was a, a a black ariel oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 and like she's literally just a mermaid who cares if she's black or white yeah but then they they had they represented yeah and people, uh, little mermaid as someone who's black and there were children who watched that and they felt so proud and they were like oh i'm beautiful too because there's a little mermaid who's black yeah and so, there were people that got mad because she was black which yeah, i think is so that, stupid that's unreasonable yeah yeah, they, yeah. but um i i do agree with our people with desi people with pakistani people trying to run away from themselves and from i think that also identity. comes because of colonization but that's yeah, another story definitely because um yeah definitely i would say i relate to that because growing up i would be surrounded by a lot of people who would say um your color i'm brown obviously so people would be like oh you're dark uh, you should put you on should creams put fair and lovely you should put on fair and lovely like <laughs> what is that gonna do the only way i i can get rid of the skin is by scraping it off do you want me to scrape it off like it makes no sense i was born this way what do you want me to do with exactly it? so obviously i didn't i in the beginning i go i would get really frustrated obviously because you have so many people constantly saying this it's so annoying because you can't run away from it like i was born this way what am i yeah, supposed to how are you gonna exactly change that? but um yeah that's why it got frustrating to some point but that's also one of the reasons why i don't care about certain people's validation or certain people's judgments so you've gradually kind of realized who to listen to and who not and who not and to yeah. not yeah it makes yeah yeah exactly um and i think that's really important to to acknowledge uh these kind of issues that are in our society but also accept the beautiful things in our society exactly. that we like so the very last question which is literally the reason we are having this conversation is what do you think is the meaning of life in your perspective as a 16 year old i think the simplest way i can answer that is i don't know because i'm 16 years old i'm in the 17th year of life <laughs> that's literally such a, such a short number double di- oh wait short number You're, you can yeah um but yeah i just have absolutely no, no idea it's all double digits what do you yeah, mean yeah i just realized <laughs> i just realized <laughs> okay continue but um being 16 year old being 16 years old 
you don't know what your purpose is. Maybe some people already know, like some people who know whatever they want to do in their lives and they're like so sure with what whatever they want to do. Maybe they would know. And But for me, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know why I'm here. I think, you know, I'm still trying to find the meaning of life. And even if you never know the meaning of life, it's completely fine. You're, I'm living life for the moment. I'm living life to... Um, enjoy whatever it gives you yeah, yeah i'm living a li- life to yolo you only live once <laughs> you only live once so it's like gen z fuzzy coming yeah. out okay. <laughs> no one says yolo anymore i sound like a grandma i sound like you okay, okay continue. she's like a boomer she doesn't know any slangs bro i'm gen z as well yeah but you're you're literally like a boomer okay, yeah okay boomer. that's true i agree with that but anyway continue um <laughs> <laughs> so um Yeah, so I think it's completely okay to be 16 and not know what to do because and not it's completely okay to be 16 and not know what you're doing in life and not know why you're here. I think for me to some extent uh, I think for me I recently realized like after Ramadan from last year I started um realizing it's also life is also for prayer. Uh, life is also in a religious sense for prayer for worship and you know uh, for Allah because you're here because of him okay especially after last year's Ramadan I started praying more uh, frequently and I didn't and I didn't really gain anything from that maybe I didn't necessarily gain anything from that but I did start being more grateful and I still I did start seeing the be I did start being more considerate of the things around me and yeah, you realizing, started realizing the importance of everything that you have. You started being me. grateful for all the little things exactly. that you have. Exactly. And I I started focusing on what I have rather than what I don't have. Yeah. And you know, I started um you know, Islam is not just a religion. It's literally the way of life, how you lead life, and I think that's so beautiful. And I think I'm still, you know, you you may be born Muslim, but you still have to try to find Islam regardless of how you're born and i think that's so beautiful and i think i'm in that path right now i'm finding islam and i think it's it's really nice and i think that's that's one of the reasons why i'm here yeah that's beautiful and i think that um everyone answers that question very differently some people say it's for happiness some people say it's to embrace those challenges some people think of it in a religious way so i think it's all these different uh, aspects that you could what about you do you think it's uh it's for success do you think it's for like uh do you think the only reason you're here is for like money and success or and fame or do you think it's you know to just be close with your family and live life yeah i think it's the same for me that like it's it's still a, something that i'm figuring out but um i was watching this video that talked a lot about how people think of life as something where you have to seek happiness but if that's the case to. then you don't you don't embrace the challenges that you have and you try to run away from them. The obstacles you go through are even... Could are more significant. Are more significant. So I think that life is all about taking all those experiences in. But I also can't answer that question. That's why I started the show. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so thank you very much, Fozi Munir, for being here. Thank you for being on Karak with Mehreen. Wait, let's cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Um, thank you everyone for watching. Um, this was 
a really great episode i really enjoyed talking to my lovely sister on she's all only these being nice here interesting trust me she's she's horrifying topics um thank you and have a great day mic drop <laughs>